0: Willie Brown once said, people have to work in the cities. They can't live in the woods anymore, but they ought to have a place in the woods they can go to. The Theodore Roosevelt area offers visitors the chance to enjoy the solitude of wilderness within the confines of a large metropolitan area. A lot of old Florida has disappeared. William Henry Brown Third lived on the land that is today known as the Theodore Roosevelt area. Willie spent his whole life here and the foundations of his cabin stand as a testament to the gift he gave to future visitors. Willie gave his property to the Nature Conservancy for preservation. In 1990 this land became a part of the National Park Service. In 1882 real estate attorney William Henry Brown II and wife Eliza moved to Jacksonville, Florida from New York City. Shortly thereafter their two daughters, aged one and five, died in a yellow fever epidemic that killed many people in northeast florida following this tragedy mrs brown bore another child named william henry brown the third in an effort to safeguard the child from the then unknown cause of yellow fever the browns purchased a six hundred acre tract of land far from the more populated areas of jacksonville in 1890 when son william the third was six months old the family moved into an existing two-story home that overlooked a beautiful circular-shaped salt marsh. The following year, another son, Saxon, was born. This home once stood in what is now the Theodore Roosevelt area. In this rural maritime setting, the brown boys flourished. Their mother, a trained school teacher, taught the boys to read, write, and do basic mathematics. When not under their mother's tutelage, the boys fished, roamed the vast shell mounds, and explored the ruins of old Confederate gun batteries on St. John's Bluff. From atop the bluff, which is 90 feet high, young Willie could see the Atlantic Ocean five miles to the east. The boys tended the family's cattle, chickens, citrus trees, and vegetable garden. One hundred years ago the property was isolated. At that time, the city limits of Jacksonville did not reach this far into eastern Duval County. The nearest towns were Mayport, two miles to the east, Fulton, one mile to the west, and Cosmo, two miles to the west. Transportation to and from Jacksonville was available by catching a river ferry named the Hesse, which made a daily round trip from Fulton. In the early 1900s, a fire destroyed the Browns' two-story home. William and Mrs. Brown moved back to the city while Willie and Saxon stayed on the property the boys built the one-room cabin where they would live the rest of their lives the foundations of this cabin can still be visited along the willie brown trail on his sixteenth birthday willie was given ownership of the property as a gift from his father mr brown instructed willie to nurture and care for the property keep hunters off of it and to maintain the land in a natural state The gift of the property to Willie at such a young age instilled the responsibility and value of wildlife conservation. Willie and Saxon made their living by farming, commercial fishing, running a sawmill, and selling oyster shells taken from the extensive mounds that still dominate the property. They also worked a variety of odd jobs such as landscaping, wood carving, and boat building. In the 1920s, both Mr. and Mrs. Brown died and were buried on the property from their parents willie and saxon inherited an intense appreciation for the land that led to a lifelong desire to protect the natural bounty they both depended upon for their daily existence willie lived a reclusive isolated existence seldom leaving his property water was hand-pumped each day from a well located close to the cabin and carried indoors in a metal bucket a single light bulb and a radio were powered by a model t car battery This style of low-technology dependence seemed to be all Willie needed or desired. Willie demonstrated his love for people by giving away parcels of land to people in need and to those who would value the land's natural beauty. In 1960, Willie gave seven acres of land along Mount Pleasant Road to the Campfire Girls organization for a place to build a campground and lodge. During the last years of his life, Willie struggled to keep his property. Though real estate developers eagerly offered him millions of dollars for his property, Willie refused to sell. "'Money cannot buy happiness, and this place makes me happy,' Willie once said. Willie worried that there would come a time when Jacksonville would be so densely populated and developed that no wild areas would remain where people could enjoy the natural beauty of old Florida.' In 1969, Willie Brown donated all his land to the Nature Conservancy with the stipulation that it or any future owner would keep the land in its natural state. Willie requested that the property be named for his hero, former president Theodore Roosevelt. In December 1970, Willie Brown died alone in his cabin, content that he had done everything possible to nurture, conserve, and protect the gift of land bequeathed to him by his father. With his passing, Willie bequeathed his conservation values and his precious gift to all of us for all time. That's why I wanted this place saved, so you can come see God. Willie Brown, 1969